The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by our sponsors, including Gate Global Impact, Seed Equity Ventures, and Patch of Land. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. I'm a Forbes contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing, and we are exceedingly fortunate to have with us today a tremendous guest uh, or set of guests. We have with us the CEO and founder of the $1.2 billion company, doTERRA, uh, David Sterling, along with Executive Vice President Emily Wright, and also with us today, the director of uh, the supply chain management function, uh, Tim Valentiner. Uh, David, Emily, Tim, welcome to the show. We're thrilled to have all of you here today. Thank you, Devin. We're excited to be with you today. Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, you have created uh, a truly remarkable impact program that uh, has a variety of facets, but where you have focused in, and at least what captures my attention, is your work on the supply chain to create impact specifically and strategically through your supply. And you've paired that with some directly philanthropic uh, activities. I want to ask you, David, if you would start by explaining where this idea, this passion, this notion, this idea all came from, uh, because I suspect this goes back, I don't know, five years, 10 years. Where does this come from? We knew, you know, we knew early on that we would have to, at some point, reach around the world and and uh, increase the supply of some essential oils globally. They just we were going to exceed the, the supply. Um, and uh, we actually started this several years ago, and we, we set out to do this, though essential oils come from 40 different countries around the world. It happens that more than half of those countries are very poor, impoverished, maybe just emerging countries. And uh, as, we, as we began to do this, to, to seek the supply, it became very evident very quickly that there are opportunities to do other things, that we could have an impact for good. and. Uh, that's when we developed this compact sourcing model, as we call it. You know, we bring something these countries desperately need. We bring a market, uh, pure and simple, we bring a market. Um, that's what they lack. They, they lots of times have resources, they have people, they have labor, but they don't have anyone that's uh, willing to buy what they can produce. And so we bring the market. When it really grabbed our hearts and minds is, we, is when we began to see that we could do this if we integrated down to the grassroots level, that we could do this in a way that, that really would uh, supply lots of jobs, uh, and just provide some opportunity to really make change. And, and that just really became a big part of, uh, of what we do today. It certainly has our hearts and minds. Yes, and I, I appreciate you sharing that history. I want to invite all of you to be sure to speak up as you respond, just because I want to make sure that microphone captures every every word of the important message you're sharing. Emily, the, the import of what you're doing uh, on the operation seems to be matched at some level with its import, its significance for your customers and distributors. 
How are they responding to this message? Is this truly an important part of building your business on the revenue side? I think every single person in the world wants to be part of doing something good in the world. They want to be a contributor and help uh, mankind. And so absolutely, this allows them to be part of something so much bigger than they are. This allows them to be able to help people that are in these developing countries that they never get to meet. So simply by purchasing a bottle of essential oil that benefits them and benefits their family, they also know that they're benefiting families on the other side of the world. And I think that's a wonderful thing for, for people to be a part of. Yeah. Now, now, Tim, you joined uh, doTERRA about three years ago, I think with the specific task of implementing this effort uh, on the supply chain, creating, maybe you didn't even have the name now, but what has become the Co-Impact Sourcing Program. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that has implementation has gone and how it's working and, and how it's driving some impact today? Sure. Yeah, I mean, my... Uh... My background is in international development. Um, I previously had worked at the World Bank um, and through some USAID um, project management. And uh, my heart and mind has, has always been in poverty alleviation and trying to find innovative and creative ways to do that in a sustainable way. Um, and um, when I learned about doTERRA, um, there, there clearly seemed to be an amazing opportunity to uh, link those worlds. And as Dave said, when, when doTERRA was started, we are able, have been able to source oils and strategically source oils from areas of the world where they grow best and where we can obtain the highest quality. And so um, launching co-impact sourcing, you know, back then we didn't know what to call necessarily, but the idea was to be able to formalize this as a true supply chain strategy where we're able to meet the long-term supply needs that we have as the company continues to grow, but also to make sure that we are having an impact doing it and marrying that with our philanthropic efforts and really our corporate identity of wanting to do good in the world, doing it in a sustainable way, linking our Human Hands Foundation to that effort and ultimately ensuring our supply chain that we can continue to supply all of these oils on an ongoing long-term basis to our customers and doing so in a way that we can uh, truly have poverty alleviating and meaningful social impact in the areas where we're working. Now, David, I think you have actually been to the field. You've been out to, uh, and you, you do this in so many countries, you do it in, in 10 or more countries already. You, you, and, You've been there, I don't know, in Nepal or Zimbabwe. Can you share an experience about one of your on-the-ground experiences in trying to implement and work with the people who are helping on the co-impact sourcing program? You know, uh, all of us have been all over the world in this. I'll, I'll begin by saying, but uh, we have been out to these these areas of the world. Uh, it's it's an amazing thing. You, you go out to a place like Somalia, uh, you know, that, that's kind of like the end of the world there, probably one of the roughest places that I've ever seen. Um, and yet what we have going on out there just just boggles the mind now in terms of uh, bringing these, the chiefs that control the, the lands where the frankincense is grown together and work as one in a cooperative. Uh, you know, building the schools, they, they needed, they wanted to educate their children. 
even requiring that they educate their girls as well as a part of our willingness to do that, and uh, which they are doing. Um, you know that. You know how do you change a place like Somalia? And and the only way I think you can have an impact there is by is by supplying thousands of jobs, supplying consistent income, moving the brokers, the middlemen out of the way, and, and being able to pay the growers and the, the producers a lot more, and then educating. You know, you know, as you, as you teach these young children uh, and watch them, watch the lights start to come on. You know, you wonder, can you really change a place like that? But, but if, there, if it's possible, you know, perhaps this is the one. Now, Emily, uh, you've been on the ground too. I wonder, quite frankly, I mean, it's a very gendered way of me to, to think about this, but I, I think of, you know, roughing it. And some of these places are not, uh, they're, they're, they're not a five-star resort. Some of these destinations where you, you would be traveling and working. Tell us a little bit about your personal experience in these places and how, how that impacts you and your work. I think it's really important to get with the people. And that often means we're, we're staying in tents, where we're in the villages with the people. We have to understand their needs, um, the things that they're suffering from. We really have to understand their circumstance so that we can truly uplift them and, and improve them. And so that doesn't mean we're staying in a five-star hotel as we go in and visit with them. We're locking arms with them and partnering with them. And I'm so grateful that we're able to do that because as we go into these communities, we meet better people. Because a lot of times you go in with your American mindset, right, with the quality of life that we have here. And it's really hard to be able to go into a country like Haiti or Madagascar or or Nepal and to be able to see the gravity of, of the poverty that exists here. And you want to fix everything. And what you really have to focus on is what you can do and what you can do well and where you can make the greatest impact. And, and that's why it's so important to be able to truly visit these communities and, and understand their needs and be able to help them where they're at. Now, Tim, you, you probably spent the most time on the ground. I wonder if you have a story about one particular individual, one particular event that really touched you as you've uh, been implementing this program. Uh, well, yeah, there are actually far too many. Um, but one that, one that in particular that comes to mind um, recently, especially is uh, the work that we've been able to do in Nepal where that country was so devastated by the earthquakes um, last year, we had already been working in Nepal and intending to roll out a co-impact sourcing initiative there. Um, and uh, the, a community that, that we had targeted and wanted to work with as we were able to find Wintergreen there, uh, we, we went there in March uh, with a group of wellness advocates or distributors and gave them an opportunity to be hands-on there. And, uh, it wasn't one individual uh, in that community, but really the whole community welcomed us in the most incredible way of seeing really the long-term sustainable impact we're going to be able to have in, this, in these communities that are oftentimes very rural, um, very isolated. And in the case of Nepal, these were the areas hardest hit by the earthquake and the least likely to be serviced by any kind of rebuilding efforts. And the way the community welcomed us in this trip, we were there just last March. We were able to install a brand new distillation unit 
that we handed over ownership to them, which they pay back to us. So it is a sustainable model. It's not charity. These people work very hard every day to, to take care of their families. And the way this community responded, the way they took pride in building and maintaining the area and having this distillery now operational, this will bring significant jobs to this rural area that haven't been there before. And when we're able to marry that with Healing Hands funded projects like schools and medical clinics and other um, basic needs resources, um, it truly is transformative, not just in an immediate way, but in a truly long-term sustainable way. And, and that was a very meaningful experience in this area called Mokwankur in Nepal just, just earlier this year. Well, I appreciate you going and doing that. I was in Nepal with Choice Humanitarian last year, just before the earthquake, and I have felt bad not having been back to help. And so I'm glad you went. And I'll take that as having gone on my behalf. But uh, you, you, um, you're really a role model to a lot of people. Three million distributors know your name. Uh, I can only imagine what it's like for you to uh, step out on stage at a doTERRA event, uh, you know, it, it, it probably is something like being at a Donald Trump or Bernie Sanders rally when you when you step out without wanting to get partisan, right? But who do you look up to? Here all these people in the world look up to you. Who do you look up to? Who inspires you? Well, I have to begin, you know, by saying that, you know, all of us, at Doterra, we actually we, we avoid becoming the rock stars. We really do. We really try to. However, you are not incorrect in that you do get pushed pushed up into that life to some degree. You know, I have to it, it, certainly as it relates to what we're talking about today. I have to stop and, and look at our partners on the ground in these places. And going back to the example that that uh, Tim was just sharing about Nepal. In our every every area we go into like this, we have to find a partner on the ground that that one is highly educated, two is a leader, can lead the efforts, three understands the industry, you know, to a degree, and four wants to give back to the people. It's not about the money. And someone like Abishnagari in, in Nepal is an incredible example of that. Here's an individual who was born on one of those remote little villages on the side of the mountain there. And uh, you know, made it out of that extreme poverty, went on to gain an education, has two master's degrees, um, a very, very skilled engineer. He could go and live a, a nice, comfortable life anywhere he wanted to, really. And yet he chooses to go back and, uh, and, and be there on the ground, day to day, with his people, trying to make a difference in their lives. You know, those are the rock stars. We can give you examples like Vishnu and every every country where we're operating. Um, it's fantastic to see what happens. When we go and we, land, we, we, we visit a village with them, um, the word will immediately go out and, and they, will, they will beg you to stay. Please stay. You know, this, this chief is coming from this village and these people are coming. They all come running. Uh, it's because of the impact uh, that someone like that has there. We find someone like that. We lock arms with them. Uh, and then that's when we find we can really do some good. Those are the true he wrote the true rock stars. Oh, fantastic. That is a great, great answer. Emily, you're a, a marketing executive uh, and, a, and a, a super competent one. But 
how how can why is this so important to you? It, it doesn't seem to be a natural fit. What's the connection for you between wanting to see uh, DoTerra grow, build its business, and the social impact that you're seeking to have? Well, it's actually Dave and I are, are uh, the founding founding partners of DoTerra, and so my original responsibility was to source the oils. Uh, grateful for Tim and the Tim team that we have today, but originally that, that kind of fell on my shoulders. And so as we look at just to really see what we wanted to accomplish initially with the company, it was to find the most pure uh, oils that the world had to offer, the highest quality oils that the world had to offer, and to be able to really educate uh, people and teach them how to be empowered by using natural remedies. But as we started through the, uh, the sourcing of essential oils, we realized we could do so much more. And as the company gained some success and gained some traction, and our demand for essential oils grew, we realized that we could actually come in and work directly with the growers to really have a true impact and to be able to take care of their needs. As Dave mentioned earlier, we source oils from 42 different countries, but 25 of them are developing countries. And I think it's it's the right thing to do. You have to take care of the people who are taking care of you. So the wonderful benefit is we're seeking the world's purest, highest quality essential oils. But by doing that, that means we get rid of the middlemen. We work direct with the growers, with the distillers. We get to uplift their lives and improve their well-being. By doing that, our customers get the most amazing product that, that the world has to offer. They get to benefit from that because the, the effects are going to be you know, very beneficial for them and for their family. But simply put, in order to truly make an impact, you take care of the people who take care of you. And uh, it goes full circle. Thank you. Now, Tim, we're running out of time, but I, I, I want to ask you, we, we try to get from everyone who's on the show an impact hack, and you are the impact professional uh, on this team. What would be your tip for having more impact? Um, uh, two, well, two, two approaches or two uh, uh, answers, I think, to that. One is... Uh, know what impact you're trying to have from the outset. And I realize that's that's usually difficult and hard to do in development work or in any 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 type of work. But but the more you can have a clear goal and a clear vision of what you're trying to accomplish from the outset, the better. Meaning you'll be able to to reach that goal. Um, and then second would be um, measuring that. Um, and having a way of really monitoring it and, and having an impact assessment in place so that you can measure progress and see where you're going to not only uh, see where you're falling short or where you could fill in some gaps, but also to, to see what is most effective so then you can roll it out in other areas and make it uh, have some kind of replication effect in other areas to be truly effective. Uh, poverty is, is global. Um, and it's very different and nuanced in, in, in all the countries. So, it, um, and all of our sourcing, co-impact sourcing initiatives have very different nuances and angles to them, but they all are faced with many of the same challenges. So, um, knowing what you're trying to accomplish from the, the beginning, if you can, and then measuring that so you can see progress and, and replicate it elsewhere. And if I could add one other thing, Devin, uh, regarding Tim, it's 
about desire. You know, we knew that uh, when we were looking for someone to fill this role, that that we, we needed someone who had the competency, we needed someone who had the know-how, but every bit is important to that. And we needed someone who it was their ultimate life's desire to do this, and that describes Tim. And so you mix those things together, you're going to be successful. Yeah, great, great follow-up point. Well, David, let me just ask you, uh, on behalf of the group, tell us how people can learn more about doTERRA. Wow, well, I would say, uh, you know, come to our websites, anything doTERRA. We've got a lot of wonderful doTERRA uh, websites. If you come to our doTERRA.com, it branches off from there. We have a lot of educational material uh, that, that you can find from there. And uh, To get up-to-date information, I invite you to visit our social media sites. Go to doTERRA International on, uh, on Facebook, on Instagram. Also, uh, the doTERRA Healing Hands Foundation social media sites. Uh, it's a great way to be able to follow everything that, that we're doing in that regard. Well, fantastic. Well, listen, I want to thank all of you for taking the time to be with us today and wish you every success in your co-impact sourcing program. Thank you, Devin. Thank you, thank you very, much. very much. We're excited right. for what the future holds. Let's do some good. At the intersection of financial services and social media, Gate Global Impact, GGI, uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Seed Equity Ventures is a registered broker-dealer with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and a member of both FINRA and SIPC providing investment banking services to startups globally. Seed Equity's mission is to find the best and brightest entrepreneurs and connect them with global investors. Patch of Land is the leader in real estate crowdfunding with a mission to provide real estate entrepreneurs with easy access to capital from thousands of investors who want to invest in the revitalization of American neighborhoods. Patch of Land is building wealth and growing communities. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devin hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.